Welcome to Bishop Dr. Colin Yaki's podcast. Bishop Dr. Colin is an author and also mega church pastor. He is the founder and presiding bishop of Harvestars International Churches, with the headquarters being based in Blair, Zimbabwe, overseeing over 800 churches across the continents. And now, let's listen to a message from Bishop Dr. Colin Yaki. Be blessed. All right. We are talking now about how to receive the anointing and its effects upon your life. Three songs were dropped on Friday to make them six now. On YouTube, three. Three this Friday. There were three last month. We're dropping three songs every month deliberately so that we don't crowd out the space there and we make sure that each song gets maximum attention. That's why we're dropping them. But if should you want all songs that go, just buy the flash stick. Put it on your computer. You'll be able to play all the songs. All right. How to receive the anointing. We read the two portions of scripture. And in one of the most beautiful psalms of the Old Testament, David is singing about the blessings he has received because he was anointed. And David sings so beautiful concerning that blessing. And it is wonderful to read how David therefore attributes his progress, his blessings to the anointing. Everything that happened to King David, he says, it is this thing called the anointing that has brought me this far. So David treasured the anointing, like I do. If you treasure the anointing, the anointing will do wonders in your life. We think and we attribute this structure here to the anointing, to the anointing of God, the blessing of God, the hand of God. Anything that you and I do as Christians that is extraordinary, that is beyond our strength, you know we attribute it if we are Christians uh, to God. So if the anointing had such an effect, therefore, on David's life, you would expect that the same anointing will have an effect over your life. I want to break it down for you. First of all, let me start by dealing with ways of receiving the anointing. Please write them down. Here's number one. Ways of receiving the anointing. Here's the first one. Giving offerings to God. And many people don't attribute the anointing to that. They think giving, giving offerings to God will make you be highly anointed. Giving offerings to God. That's very key to understand that. Let's read Acts 10. Two verses. This Cornelius man was a devout man and one who feared God with all his household. He gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. And therefore, watch verse 4. And when God began to visit him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? Watch now the reason why God isolated him visited him, released the Holy Spirit upon Cornelius and his family. Why? 
So he said to him, your prayers and your arms, your giving, have come up for a memorial before God. <laughs> this man called Cornelius was visited mightily by God because of his prayers, A, but B, his arms. The way he gave and he was giving here to the poor, but God said these two, your praying and your giving to the poor has come up as a memorial and therefore I have visited you. You remember the story then. It is Peter then that they summoned and he prayed for them and they received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 19 verse 17 will read. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord and he will pay him back what he has given. Whenever you meet the needs of the poor, God pays you back. He visits you and he empowers you and he blesses you. That's why if you have excess in your life, watch out for the poor. Always open your eyes and make sure you are blessing the less fortunate one around you. It's biblical as a Christian. As God empowers you, look after the poor. As God increases you, look after the poor. That's why as a minister, we must be strong in the areas of compassion ministry. To identify the poor and assist the poor and help them. So that God will remember us in the name of Jesus. Most rich people are misers. They are stingy. They are highly selfish. They don't look at the poor. They don't remember where they started. It is the poor that causes God to remember you in your time of need or when you are in a bind. Say amen. So Cornelius therefore got selected in the whole town because he prayed, but number two, he remembered the poor. The second way to receive the anointing, giving offerings to the poor themselves. Giving offerings to the poor. First of all, we said giving offerings to God. Now, giving offerings to the poor. I have just explained that, but I want to read uh, Acts 10, verse 2. Oh, sorry, Psalm 41, verse 1 to 3. Psalm 41. Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. In time of trouble. If you consider the poor in your life, God will deliver you in time of trouble. I was once driving in Penside. I told you the testimony before. As I was driving, I saw a lady. Big lady. Elderly lady. I think she was in her 80s. She was carrying loads. Carrying up top. I looked and looked at my vehicle and said, nothing of this lady can ever fit in my vehicle. Because she is pushing this carrying these many chamtundus, but you can tell she was struggling. Ankles were swollen, knees were swollen, plus she was big. And I was coming from Burnside, some road there. As I was driving, I passed through her. As I passed through her, the voice on the inside said, stop 
and give this lady a lift. I said, no, Lord, because there's nothing here that will fit in my car. Besides, I'm not driving a truck. I'm driving a nice car here. I don't want to carry things on top and things on my boot and so forth. I don't want to appear like a sponder. I left. And again, the voice came in and said, stop and go back and pick that lady up. I refused. I said, no, I'm not stopping. I can't fit anything of this lady in my car. Besides, how will I do it? I will need to carry some things outside the window and drive with one hand. I am not carrying that. The third time, that voice, I knew I was in trouble. Go back or else. I had to make a U-turn. As I made a U-turn, having gone almost like 100 yards, I made a U-turn and went back and stopped. And here's what the lady said. Ah, super to even then she could tell my hesitation of wanting to pick it because I was battling on the inside. I must leave her. I can't carry her. And besides, where do I put all these chamtundus here? Besides, I'm driving a BMW. Besides, what happens to my paint? Besides, besides, besides. I had forgotten to listen to the voice. I turned around. I stopped. And I said, yes, ma'am. He says, yeah, nguboni le spiritu bufunuguma. So bufunugun chia. Ha! I don't know from a bar of soap. She's challenging me. I don't want to tell her I'm a bishop because I'm in trouble once I tell her. He says, umban, I said, unyat. He says, wolet, friend, he said, tabin lapan. I just kept quiet. I said, let's carry your bags and let's, let's get. Mm. So I opened the boot, fitted in. We couldn't close the boot because things were large. And then I opened the door for her. She sat in there. It took time for her to sit in because she was big. Sat in there. The car went down. And as she said. And then she says, I have other things there. So I said, don't worry. Let's pack, pack what we can at the back seat. I will hold your stuff by one hand. The other stuff. And there we are moving. And I said, where are we going? I thought she was going by the car. She says, I. You know, the elderly people, when they say, Ekonen Lapan. I stick with Conan Lapan. You may do three kilometers. So I did. Two kilometers with her. Right to a place. I kept on asking, where are we going? And she kept on asking questions. But who are you? I said, I'm not. When she said, I couldn't lie. I said, I'm a pastor. She said, which church? I said, Harvest House. I say, she said, oh, my grandchildren go to that church. Are you not too bishop? I said, ma'am. So bishop I carried her. She was going to a corner where she usually stops and packs and sells fruits and so forth. And she was carrying some of them there. I said, I'm going to help you to set up. Because I was convicted already. I said, I'm going to help you to set up this morning. Let's, let's park my car there. Let's help you to set up. Sets up. Because she lives on that. Setting up. Setting up. And when we're done finishing, the Spirit of God said, buy everything that she has from her. Buy. Uh -huh. Buy everything. Buy everything. Lucky enough, my wallet is always with money. Never not carry money. Because God may instruct you an instruction given that will bless you. <laughs> Buy everything. I said, Mama, I said, why? No, no, just tell me. 
ate and ate and ate and said, here is the money for everything. But I'm not taking anything. You remain selling it. Goodbye. See, before we left, he says, so God, look at and food is. <laughs> what a sharp lady. It's public place. Let's pray. I said, let's pray. Already I knew I had my blessings there. I knew this is God setting me up. When God always sets you up to deal with the poor, he's setting you up to bless you. Bless you tremendously. I'll tell you the end of the story. So we pray. Oh yeah, now I'm in my gear now. I'm saying, I don't care who's looking. I don't care who's, we're praying. I say, let's pray. I'm saying, I'll start praying in tongues myself. You pray. We are praying. I bless her. I bless her stall. I pray for her. I pray for her ankles. I pray for her knees. I pray for her business. I leave her with the money. And boom, I'm gone. She's happy, of course. There was revival. The, the two of us, me and the elderly lady. We are praising God. I arrive at the office hardly an hour or two. Somebody's waiting for me. I needed a breakthrough, a certain breakthrough financially. Yeah. That person who was waiting for me was waiting with a breakthrough for me. But my breakthrough was with the poor. Some of you, you neglect the poor. <laughs> and you don't know that God wants to use that door to empower you. The doors that are closed for your business may be something to do with a poor person that you stand by, that you look every time, that you consider invisible, that you don't see, and yet God is ready to bless you when you consider the poor. God loves the poor. Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Verse 2. Verse 2. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. Matters to do with life and death are connected to the poor. <laughs> yeah, when you have a tetis, how hard they are, get away. We are You are dying early, my friend. Yeah, if your years were 90, you have just short circuited them to 55. Continue with what you are doing in insulting the poor, you are going to 30. Yeah, you cough blood at that. Up, 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 Because there it is. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he will be blessed on the earth, not in heaven. Where? On the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of your enemies. So many of us here have enemies. Some of them visible, some of them invisible. You don't know them. Yeah. If you want God to deliver you, always consider the poor. Always be sensitive to the needs of the poor. Don't forget the poor. If you are rich enough when you are buying groceries, buy something for the poor. Find someone and say, I want to bless you. Start within this house. Identify someone that may have a need. And say, hey, I bought you this. But the beautiful way of giving to the poor is cash, Moana. Cash is powerful. Yeah? Cash is powerful. If you go to somebody and they need and say, here's money. They know what they want to buy. Unless they are drunkards and drug addicts, then you direct your money properly. But if they are poor and they are sensible you will know, they will know what to do with him. Verse 3. Verse 3. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. Can you imagine what giving to the poor does? Strengthen him on the bed of illness. He will sustain him on his sick bed. In other words, God will heal you. Hey, you didn't realize that it's powerful to give to the poor. 
Oni ya bakocha wenu ngababona. Hamba kacha. Hamba, hamba, hamba. You can't give your lift like I nearly left that woman. That woman was a key to my blessings. I blessed her and the doors opened. I pray that your doors will open as you consider the poor. This is key number two concerning receiving your anointing. Number three, prayer. No man has ever received an anointing without prayer. No woman. If your prayer life is zero, you can't receive the anointing. You can't function under the anointing. It takes power to grow a church. It takes power to have many churches like I have. <laughs> many pastors like I have. It takes power. The power is not natural power. The power is generated from prayer. Don't wake up in the morning without prayer. Spend a minimum of an hour before God. You generate a hidden power. It takes power to cast out demons. It takes power to heal the sick in the name of Jesus. It takes power to minister effectively in the name of Jesus. Everything about God takes power and the generator of that power is prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Extend concerning Cornelius. A devout man and one who feared God with all his household who gave alms to the people and prayed to God always. Always. He generated an anointing in verse 4. Verse 4 says, And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers, your prayers, and your arms, your prayers. So prayer generates the anointing. Say, Amen. Let's go to number 4. Obey godly visions and dreams. In other words, when God gives you a vision, obey it, you will generate an anointing. Obey the vision, you generate an anointing. Why are we sitting here in the year March 90, February rather, 1998? Somebody gave me a word, a prophetic word. We obeyed it, it is this structure. When you obey godly instructions, godly visions, godly dreams, Godly assignments, God will anoint you greatly because it is his will that some things be done and therefore he will anoint you. And when the angel spoke to him, he departed Cornelius, called two of his household. There he is obeying. He sends his servants to call for Peter who was in Joppa. He comes. I've been to Joppa, by the way. He comes and then he prays for the household of Cornelius and the Holy Spirit fell, falls, falls upon them. So when we obey, God moves on our behalf in the name of Jesus. Today, all our churches, eight, over 800 churches are a result of obedience. Uh -huh. All our churches, as we obey, as we obey, as we obey, sometimes it's more difficult to obey. But when you do, oh, great things begin to happen. Number five. Break unnecessary traditions in your life. There are traditions that are important. There are traditions that are not important. Those must be broken. There are traditions that are counter the word of God, that are contrary to the word of God. Those must not be obeyed. And verse 13 says of X, and a voice came to Peter, 
Because when Cornelius sent the two men to call him, Cornelius is not a Jew. Peter is a Jew. But Peter has grown up traditionally being told, you can't mingle with, with non-Jews. For example, you can't pray for the non-Jews. That was his tradition. You can't. But God is about to break that tradition. And a voice came to him and said, rise, Peter, in a vision. Kill and eat. Watch the response of Peter. But Peter said, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything uncommon or unclean. Verse 15. And a voice spoke to him again the second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call unclean or uncommon. And Peter obeyed. Cornelius was calling him. Cornelius is a Jew. Peter isn't supposed to be among Gentiles. But because he broke tradition for God, God began to bless him. And if you read that story, the Holy Spirit for the first time fell among the Gentiles. Say amen. There are some traditions that you need to break. Look at your neighbor and say, break traditions. Say it again, say break traditions. Some of the traditions are not good. They will send you to hell. Break those and serve God. As long as they don't line up with the word of God, they must be broken in the name of Jesus. Can I give you number six? Obey your men of God. <laughs> obey your men of God. At times it's very difficult to obey a pastor. Because you know a pastor. Why should I obey a pastor? Yeah? Why should I? Who is he? Or who is she to obey? Pastors and men and women of God are servants of God. They may be imperfect, but they are servants of God. If you obey them, there is a blessing in obeying a man and a woman of God. Tremendous blessings that will take you over like nothing else can ever. As long as the man of God, woman of God is telling you to do something that's scriptural. Anything out of scripture, don't obey. But anything scriptural that a man or woman of God or your pastor that tells you to do that, as long as it lines up with the word of God, if you obey, God will empower you in a supernatural way. Extend 32. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon Peter here. Whose surname is Peter? He is lodging in the house of Simon Etena by the sea. And this man obeyed. He sent. He fought against tradition. And he said, I will send. Obey your man of God. And that will be very crucial in your life. Number seven. Listen to the word of God. Read it and obey it. Listen to the word of God. Read it and obey it. Some of you have Bibles. You read them. But you don't obey what the Bible says. Read and obey. Read and obey. Violating the word of God is costly. Very costly. Acts 10, verse 44. Because Peter obeyed against his tradition, watch, he's among the Gentiles. And while Peter has arrived, while he was still speaking, in the home of a Gentile, these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. There is always an anointing in obeying. Ezekiel 2, verse 2. 
Then the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me on my feet. When you obey the word, the Spirit of God will enter you and set you on your feet in the name of Jesus. Why? Why obey the word? Because the word is God himself. There is a scripture proof. The word is God himself. John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God himself. I am reading because my man there is taking long to scroll up here. John 1 verse 1 says, From the first he was the word. And the word was in relation with God. And that same word was God. Say amen. Let me give you a few effects of the anointing. Stand up. We're about to go home. Stand. We may go home just now if you stand up quickly. Effects of the anointing. I want to give you a few effects of the anointing that will help you. Few effects of the anointing. The effects of the anointing. They are all coming from the scripture that we read. There, Psalm 89, verses 19 to 21. But because we want to redeem time, we won't bother to read them. Let me give you a few points, maybe five here while you are standing. Number one, the anointing will result in you receiving supernatural help for your life and ministry. Supernatural help for your life and ministry. Ladies and gentlemen, in the past five years, we have been building this even through COVID. We have put now close to 23 million US dollars in this complex structure. Zimbabwe is not easy to build. Try and build a chicken run yourself. You will see how difficult it is. Many a times as we pass through COVID, we're building here coughing on each other while we're building. Many a times we face challenges that would say, what are you doing? Why don't you stop? Stop it. But when you begin to understand the effects of the anointing upon you and upon me, I have given help to one who is mighty. Whenever you are doing something and the grace of God is upon you, God will ultimately give you some help of some sort, one way or the other, in the name of Jesus. Why don't you lift up your hands and say, help me, Lord. Ah, your prayer is too weak. Say it again. Say, help me, Lord. So King David therefore felt that his ministry as a king in Israel was being helped by God. Many a times he had infugelo from his son, Absalom. From his other son, I forget him. His other son, um, uh, Adonai, Adonai. His other son, Adonai. And they wanted to kill their own father. It is the grace, it is the anointing that was upon David that sustained him and helped him because God was fighting on his behalf. The anointing will fight on your behalf. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I have noticed over time in ministry, those that have tried to fight me in the spirit, they have dried up. 
Some of them died early. Mm, some of them died early. Some of them have come back and said, please, men of God, pray for me. I have attributed that to the anointing of God over my life. Not me cursing anybody, but God fighting on my behalf. I had one man who had tried to do this, and he became suicidal. The person he ran to is me. And he said, please, my father, calls me my father now. My father, please pray for me. I had to pray for him in casting out demons of suicide in his life. Yet the man was not that way. He wanted to destroy. Never fight anyone who is being helped by God. You will lose badly in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and say, help me, Lord. And you mothers-in-law, if your son has chosen a lady of his choice who is a Christian, mother-in-law. Don't fight that daughter-in-law of yours. Don't terrorize that daughter-in-law of yours. Love that daughter. Treat her like you will treat your own child. And God will fight for you in the name of Jesus. Say amen. Never bring someone's daughter in your home to terrorize. Some of the meanest people are mothers-in-law. They're very mean. They mean it's like it's like it's like your son has brought a devil, yet your son has brought a wife who loves God, who serves God, and you ill-treat that woman. May God cause fire to come upon you that will consume your mouth and your fingers too. Because she is someone's daughter. Honor them, love them, embrace them. The union between your son and your daughter are your grandchildren. So how dare you love the children and not love the deliverer of those children. May God deliver you. And all mothers-in-law here, may the spirit of witchcraft leave you in Jesus' name. May you begin to operate like a true mother that will rise up and love your daughter-in-law and love your son-in-law. Sons-in-laws are loved better than daughters-in-laws. Daughters-in-laws are terrorized by mothers-in-law. Whenever they see their mothers-in-law, they want to fizzle out and disappear because the mothers-in-law are still in love with their sons. Yeah. Your son has grown. Oh, yeah. Rubbish. You must cut that unhealthy relationship and let your son free to love somebody who is different in the name of Jesus. Say amen. I wish your mother-in-law was here to hear me preach like this. Okay. Some of you are potential mother-in-laws here. Please, when eventually your son brings a daughter, treat them well. Say amen. Hug them. Embrace them. In fact, go an extra mile to love them like you did or more than your daughters. They will feel at home and they will stay. Amen. Yeah. Say amen. How many are mothers-in-law here? Lift up your name. How? Now we are not here to mother-in-law. Hey, thank you, ma'am. You're a mother-in-law. There is another mother-in-law. Stand up, mothers-in-law. Come here. Come and join me here. Who else is a mother-in-law here? Mother-in-law or father-in-law? Hmm. Or father-outlaw or mother-outlaw? Come, come and join me. Come here. Come here. Come here. You are mothers-in-law. Yeah. I have a mother-in-law. Lingaba tuwa sinzi mo maliguaza. 
ngoba isikhathini ebe lisunta labo lapha bayalibona lapha kamsi izandla bathi nangoyena umthakathi phakam sizandla uyanthakatha endlini but it changes on to Napu Abuya Lape, as Rabba Gasha in tongues. Oh, Yoraba Rabba, Bopi Pantilam, Bopa, Bopi Tatulusam, go to Umtagat. And I pray that you treat your daughters in law in a godly manner. In the name of Jesus. You are as father in law. So your, your, your daughter married, you have, you have a son in law. Treat that son in law. It's easier to treat a son in law. What do you say? Your father in law. Where is your where is your 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 son in law? He's in Harare. Do you love your son in law? Sure, sure. You don't kiss him? Hey, may God bless you. Stretch forth your hands toward these mothers in laws and fathers in laws. Father, we bless this union. We bless these fathers-in-laws and mothers-in-laws, I pray that their relationship will run smoothly in the name of Jesus. Amen. Say amen. So don't fight anyone who is being helped by God. Number two, the anointing will cause you to be raised up to heights in life. If you want God to raise you high, say high, get anointed. I have exalted one chosen. God will exalt you. I don't care where you are now. Tomorrow you may be in a different place because of the anointing of God in the name of Jesus. I know ladies that couldn't find anybody, any man in their lives. But the moment they gave their lives to God, suddenly doors opened and they found some of the handsome men in the church today. Say amen. May God bless you and help you. Number three, quickly. Number three, number three, number three. The anointing will establish you in your life and ministry. So many a times what we do is not established. I've watched black businessmen. They are here today, tomorrow they are gone. Uh -huh. Nothing is sure about them. They are here today, there is nothing established. I pray that the anointing of God will establish you in the name of Jesus. That you become an institution. That everybody will know whether today, tomorrow, next year, 10 years, 15 years, you will be there. Because God has established you in Jesus' name. Manje kuya nyamala, longama businessmen, wabantu bam nyama, look at your neighbor and say, I hope I swear fugalapa upeleksasa. I hope not. I hope what you do has legacy in mind. You are thinking of the generations that come. Generations that come. Don't think of consumption now. Eat, live, and let die. No. I hope you are building something others will live to enjoy many years later in business, in families. 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 Families are key. Don't build food now and forget tomorrow. Families must exist. Long after you are gone. Businesses must exist. Long after you are gone. Ministries must exist. 
long after we are gone. Relationships must exist long after we are gone. It's only God who will establish you in the name of Jesus. Anointing will establish you in your life. Four. We're ending with five. Number five. Number four. Number four. Anointing will introduce strength to your life and ministry and business. Strength to your life, to your family, to your ministry, to your business. That nothing can easily shake you because there is strength. Lift up your hands and say, give me strength, Lord. Families must be strong. Strong families. Some people leave their families like they're living a chapel. I'm not talking to you anymore. I will never talk to you. And they live and they never talk to their siblings and friends and relatives rather. And they go away for years. You need strength in your relationships. You need strength even in relationships in church. Don't change relationships like you are changing your socks. Be committed to people. Be a covenant man, a covenant woman. Woman, Stay with some people. Whether they have money or no money, stay with them. Don't love people because they have money. Tomorrow they don't have money. What will you do? Get committed to people. The anointing will introduce strength in your life. Lift up your hands and say, I need your strength, Lord. Say it one more time. I need your strength, Lord. Psalm 89, verse 21. My arm will give strength to him. And final one, number five. Number five. Number five. The anointing will protect you from deception. Today, not only in the body of Christ, but everywhere, the spirit of deception abounds. You meet a young man, you are a young lady, if you are susceptible to deception, he will deceive you. He tells you he loves you, but because you are gullible, you fall for it. He uses you and he dumps you. It's deception. Deception. There are many ladies that suffer from deception. They don't see a right guy from a wrong guy. They're beautiful, but they're full of darkness in the mind. They always fall for the wrong guys. Please look at that lady who is single next to you and say, don't fall for the wrong guys. Don't fall for the wrong guys. Don't fall for the wrong guys. Everything is intact about them, but they have a darkened mind. They always fall for the wrong guys. And they are guys who are very intelligent, but dark in mind. They don't see destiny. They don't see, they always fall for a wrong girl. A wrong girl. A wrong girl is a girl who will tell you, have sex with me now. Let's test how it is now. I want to really feel that you are a wrong girl. The girls are quiet. Because that's what they want, the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong guy. As a girl, don't fall for a wrong guy. As a guy, don't fall for a wrong girl. 
Find out where she comes from. Find out to do lawyer in Check out. Because if you are marrying from a family of witchcraft, papa over this building and papa over Selpon Park and everywhere else because you are undiscerning. Yeah. Always don't go by what you see. If you see a guy who's complete, he has a house, he has a car, he has a clean house, full house, watch out. Ask other questions and say, who helped you to have all these things? You will find that behind every man who is successful, there is a woman who is hidden somewhere. Every man who seems complete. Every man who seems complete. He has a house. He has three cars. One of them is a BMW bronze one. He has a school. He tells you I'm single, I have a school. What school? How did he build this school? You will find that there is a woman behind. Yeah, he tells you, you know what? I took time to get married. I, I was praying to the Lord. And therefore I spent my time praying and so forth. So you build the school alone, alone, alone with God. I build the school. You will know he's lying to you. But ladies are gullible. They want a guy who has everything. They don't want to grow with someone who has potential. They want a guy who has everything. I will take you to Honolulu for holiday. Who has he left while you are going to Honolulu? Aha. Uzakufitkumfasdwanakuchaisbunlezizespele. deliver you from deception. May you see deception. Because people that are de deceiving are not written deceiver on their foreheads. They're smooth talking. And they're always cool. Watch out for cool guys. Tell your neighbor, watch out for cool guys. Ah, hello, I thought to phone you. How are you? I love you with all my heart. You're always in my heart in the morning, in the evening, in my waking up moments. I dream of you. Last night, what would you want? What would you want? Because you're foolish. I, I want a dress. I, I want a dress. He goes to Kotama there, $2, he picks a dress, and he says, I bought it in Paris. While I was in Paris, I was thinking of you. And Nanji cries. <laughs> and foolish girls easily shed tears. That's the mark of a foolish woman. Always crying for nothing. When you buy a, a, a small tin of machinois, you put it for me. <laughs> I feel, I feel I'm the luckiest woman in the world. No. She's after you, baby. Foolishness. Foolishness. I'm teaching well. Foolishness. You cry over a gift. You cry over some small money. You are crying. You are confused. You jump into the car, which is not yours. You are sitting on the passenger side. You are crying. Oh, yeah. These blessings. There is a woman there. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out. Once you find a well-to-do man, there is a woman there. It's your foolishness. Even your heart in foolishness tells you, we have this, but you are, 
Why are the dresses in your bedroom? No. My sister said, the maids may steal them if I put them in the other bedroom. So, they are alright here in my bedroom. What about this? My sister wants them under my bed. That, because you're foolish. May the spirit of deception never be your portion. Never be your portion. In the name of Jesus. Matthew 23, 24. You blind guides, you take out a fly from your drink, but make no trouble over a camel in your own eye. Yeah. Deception. You can't see things that will affect you tomorrow. They're in front of your eyes. You can't see them. Most beautiful ladies are foolish, full of foolishness. Let me say it again. Most beautiful ladies are full of foolishness. Especially above home, for they're full of foolishness. Foolish. Don't be foolish. Don't think you will move that woman there that you found there. And so we don't think you will just come in and walk there and replace that woman. It's years of relationships there. Hey. Joe places me. I don't know how they walk. Joe places me. Joe will leave you. May God help you. There must be a woman who is dedicated to filling this drum here. It's a drum of oil. It consumes many chickens have died here. <laughs> and been buried there. <laughs> Stand up, let's go home. We need to go home. Stand. Even so like a And many people suffer from deceit. Psalm 89, verse 22 is the last scripture we are reading. The deceit of those who are against him will not overcome him. He will not be troubled by the sons of evil. May you never be deceived in your life. May you see a wrong dude from afar. Even though he is crying, see him from afar. If you are, if you are a young lady and you have a man who is always crying whenever he is with you, he wants to put a trap over your life. You're the only one who can understand me. Lay hands on me. Amen. Tell him, go to another man and go and cry there. They will know how to deal with you. I'm a young lady. I don't know how to deal with you. Men are cunning. They know that if suddenly you cry in front of them, they feel, wow, I am powerful. Oh, you're playing with the fox there. Yeah, the fox is crying one eye saying, where is the hand coming? And your soft hand comes, you know, don't cry, oh, Peter. Oh, Peter, please, you make me want to cry as well. And he cries the more. Ah, oh, oh, Peter. He says, kiss me so that I stop crying. Ah! Gone. It's very easy to waylay some of these ladies. Dead easy. Very, very easy. Because of deceit and foolishness and darkened mind. May God take away darkness in your mind. May you be like a warrior. 
go easy for money. Don't go easy for a penny or for a ride in a car. Yeah, or a pizza. Yeah, don't go easy. Yeah. Chips from Nando's, don't go easy. Uchipika kulu, silly woman. <laughs> go easy. Investigate before you fall in love. Ask others who know the person. I found this guy. Do you know him? But when we always tell you secreted secret too. Anybody that you fall in love with and say, shh, don't tell, you are in trouble. Who's a who's a privately? <laughs> Interpret that in English. Who's a who's a giant? Privately. He will eat you privately. <laughs> Why is he telling you to keep quiet? Why? Anybody sure who falls in love must tell. I've just fallen in love. Why is that dude telling you keep quiet? Uh, why? It's a secret between the two of us. Don't tell. Even your best friends, don't tell them. Because they are jealous, you know, of our love. <laughs> Anybody who's far older than you, you know they are married somehow. You know that in Anji? Anybody who's older than you, you know they are married. So don't play around with them. Don't play. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Come here, open the gate, open the chair. This is the man who has a school. Yeah, he drives many cars, this man. If you see him making eyes on you, you know he is married. The wife is here. Come here. We are, we are, mom. Hey. Hey. This man is saying, take another hour to teach. This is the wife. Together. But men have a tendency of wanting to change their wives when they are successful. When he was a masaga saga, nothing. The wife stood with him. Yeah. Now he has a school. A private school. Oh no. The wife may not appear. It is the young girls. It is the nunches of our day that will appear. No, no, not you, but I'm just giving you an example. Uh, come here, Nanji, come right here. Let me give you an example. Hey, yeah. He's a Nanji. Nanji is very beautiful, isn't it? If you are unhinged, there's a man you fall for. Her. <laughs> How? But I don't know. I'm a total. I'm a Now, if this man leaves this woman who has established him, to go for this type of a young lady, what do you talk to with a young lady? The Kuluman, Donanji. Liakan, Queen Aguiakalapa, Napanjukusha, Unkelo Babalaku. Eh, Loba Mumasa, Lobe Mashiwa. Because Gala Luto Pelalo, and nothing. So she is a consumer, but a pretty face. Consuming and consuming. And Ubaba feels, ah, yeah, I'm young again. So, because you father, you come much in that way, move. When Bola Lokamborg is a change, yeah, it's cool now on purpose. And he's talking slang, well, my fear. Codes Yazia, too, from Baseco. We are both so high, you will up. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. 